0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ما يفعل الله بعذابكم إن شكرتم وآمنتم وكان الله شاكرا عبيما صدق الله العظيم most respected brothers and elders, mothers and sisters.
1: Two days ago, we discussed briefly something about shukr and surah al adiyat and how important it is to be always grateful to Allah Ta'ala and never ever become ungrateful for Allah's bounties and nyamats. We often use these words. Somebody asks us, How's everything? We say, Alhamdulillah, we say shukar, somebody wastes something, so generally, Alhamdulillah, that much of consciousness is there, for example, food is being wasted, say no, you must not be wasteful, must not uh, throw anything that can be consumed, don't waste it, don't throw it away, etc. Alhamdulillah, there is some consciousness of shukar, we use the word But we don't often understand the depth of it, how necessary it is to have the shukar in our lives and at the same time how deep this ibadat of shukar is. This is indeed a very great ibadat. It is an ibadat that commences right from the moment we open our eyes and it's an ibadat that we have to keep continuing with throughout the day and throughout our lives. When there are challenges, when there are difficulties, when there are hardships, it's natural, this human, this insan, he becomes occupied with that difficulty, with that hardship. He becomes occupied with that challenge that has overcome him. It might be something uh, of a physical nature. It might be an illness. It might be some financial issue, it might be some other matter, whatever it is, it is human nature that insan becomes focused on that difficulty that is there with him, on that pain or suffering or whatever the situation might be. And as a result, because of becoming preoccupied with that, we often forget to make shukar for the innumerable bounties that we enjoy even at that time. This doesn't mean that we won't feel any difficulty, feel any feel any pain, feel any hardship. That is human nature. Even Rasulullah, being the most beloved of Allah ta'ala he also underwent many, many situations which were very difficult sometimes. But in all those situations the the blessings of Allah Ta'ala were not forgotten. And the shukr of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala was ongoing. So right from the time a person's eyes opened, the dua that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam taught us, Alhamdulillahilladhi ahiyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhin nushur. It starts off with Alhamdulillah, which is a praise of Allah ta'ala, which is an expression expression of shukr. So the shukr is right from that moment our eyes open. To keep expressing the shukr of Allah Ta'ala and throughout the day at every juncture, shukr upon shukr. So this shukr is a very, very great ibadat and a person is in either one of two situations. It's either something that he feels positive, something that he feels that is negative. Something that's positive demands shukr. So the expression of shukr is Alhamdulillah. And then the reality of shukr is, as, we, as we've discussed, to be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. And something that he perceives to be negative for that moment, for that time, then express sabr, Inna Lillahi wa Inna رَاجِعُونَ and turn to Allah Ta'ala, beg His help. So shukr and sabr is through the mean the the two things through which we have to keep getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. This is the way that we keep progressing and getting closer to Allah Ta'ala by sabr and shukr. So, shukr is indeed a very, very great ibadat, and those who have understood this reality of shukar, then we find that in the most trying situations, or also, they don't lose their composure. In the most trying situations, they are human. They also feel pain. They also feel challenged. They also feel the emotions that other humans feel. But despite those emotions, they do not become overwhelmed. They do not become consumed to such an extent that they cannot now function normally. Yes, they have the the anxieties, the fears that others have also, the pain and the suffering that others feel, but they are calm and composed even in that situation. Why? Because this balm and antidote of sugar is with them to understand what is this all about the incidents of the pious people are an extremely great inspiration and this is what we should be always resorting to for this comfort for this inspiration for this direction to understand how we should be focusing among the things that is very very effective is the incidents of the sahaba ikram obviously the Shirat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and then the incidents of the Sahaba Ikram. So for that is the beautiful kitab, Stories of Sahaba, and the Fazail Amal. So if one keeps reading through that, and we should be reading it to our families, inshallah that itself becomes a very great strength, and helps one to be firm and steadfast, even in situations of difficulty, when there are challenges, when a person reads about the lives of the Sahaba Ikram and how they remain firm and steadfast, despite the challenges that came and what kind of challenges, we can't even imagine a fraction of that. So This gives a person courage and strength and enables him to remain firm, enables him to remain focused. And then the incidents of all the pious people throughout the eras, this is also a source of great inspiration, and helps to keep a person online. Among the very great incidents that have been recorded in history, one is the incident of a personality who was known as Abdullah bin Zaid bin Amr al-Jarmi. So he was a very, very pious person from the people of Basra, was a person who was a very great alim, very great muhaddis and he was uh, around the second century. So, a person he was among the tabi'in. So, a very great personality, lived in Basra, and passed away in Sham. So, his incident is narrated by the muhaddis Ibn Hibban, Rahimahullah. And the narrator of that incident, he is now narrating, Abdullah bin Muhammad is the narrator. So he is narrating the incident. And he says that I was posted to the coast and the coastal area around the side of Egypt somewhere. And he was posted there as part of the army or something of that nature. And he says that my job was to now patrol. So, one day, as I was patrolling, I suddenly see in the distance a a tent, which was very, very strange, right here, in the middle of nowhere, so to say, and there's this tent here. He says, I came to the place, came to the tent, and there I see a person who is lying down. He doesn't have hands He doesn't have legs, both hands, both legs. He is without both hands and both legs. Can we imagine the situation? Then that was not everything. He had lost his sight as well. He was blind. And it appeared that his hearing was also very, very difficult. He was affected with his hearing as well. Because this person had come away already there, he didn't hear yet. He wasn't completely deaf, but there was a difficulty in his hearing as well. So no hands, no legs, hearing difficult, person blind in both eyes. And then he says that there was perhaps no part of his body that was not affected in some way or the other. He was filled with sickness and disease. The only thing seemed to be working fine was his tongue. Now the person is in this condition, no hands, no legs, no eyes, hearing difficult, filled with disease and sickness, and the only thing that seems to be working is his tongue, meaning that he's safe from any difficulty. And now when this person comes closer, he hears him saying something. So he listens carefully. What is he saying? He's lying there in this manner, no hands, no legs. No eyes, hearing difficult, filled with disease and sickness. And he's saying, Allahumma, oh and ahmadaka hamdan, ukafi bihi shukra ni'matik. Alla ti an'amta biha alayya, wa khabbaltani ala kaseerim mimman khalakta Subhanallah. He is expressing the shukr to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And he's saying, Allahumma, oh zi'ni, and ahmadaka hamdan, ukafi bihi shukra ni'matik. Ya Allah, You give me the tawfiq, You enable me. You give me the tawfiq and the ability that I praise You in such a way that I can fulfill the requirement of the shukr for Your bounties, which You have blessed me with. He he's saying, Ya Allah, You grant me the tawfiq of making such hamd and expressing such praises to You, that by means of these praises I can fulfill the right of shukr. I can fulfill the right of shukr for your bounties upon me. And وَفَضَّلْتَمِي عَلَىٰ كَثِيرٍ Mimman خَلَقْتَ تفضيلة. And Ya Allah, for that which You have given Me preference over numerous number of Your creation. And You have given Me great preference over much of Your creation. You have given Me so much more than Your creation. Ya Allah, give me the taafiq of praising you in such a way that I can fulfill the right of the shukar that is necessary upon me. Now this person hears this and he is completely stunned because he is looking at this person, how he is lying here, no hands, no legs, no eyes, can't hear properly, filled with disease and he saying, Ya Allah, I want to be able to fulfill the right of shukar and you have blessed me with so much. You have given me preference over your creation in so many ways. Ya Allah, I want to fulfill this right of sugar. You give me the topic. Now this person is completely stunned and amazed. So any case, he says that I came closer to him and I thought to myself that I must ask this person that what, what makes him speak in this way? This is something really amazing. Is this something that he is being inspired? Or oh, what is this? So in any case, he said, I came to him, I made salam. And after making salam to him, I said, I've heard you saying something. I've heard you saying these words. Allahumma awzi'ni an ahmadaka hamdan ukaafi'ubihi shukra ni'matik allati an'amta biha wa wafadzaltani ala kaseerim minman khalaqta tafdila. You are saying this, you are asking Allah Ta'ala to give you the tawfiq of making shukr for all the bounties that you are blessed with. And which you have been given preference to the other creation of Allah Ta'ala. So what, what you have been given preference on? Okay. Which benefit and which bounty you have more than somebody else which you are wanting to now be expressing the gratitude for? What he meant to say was that if there's any person who is without apparently without any bounties, you you don't have any hands, you don't have any legs, you are blind. Can we imagine the scene of a person? No hands, no legs, blind, hard of hearing, and filled with disease. And on top of that he's saying, Ya Allah, give me the tafik of making shukar. And such a shukar that I can explain. Fulfill the right of that sugar, And for the bounties which you have given me preference over your creation. So he's asking him what you have preference over anybody else with. If there somebody else doesn't have one leg, you don't have both legs. If somebody doesn't have one hand, you don't have both hands. Somebody is blind, but they have their hands and legs. You are blind as well. And then you are filled with disease and sick. What do you have more than anybody else? So now he's asking this person in this amazement, so... When he expresses this, this person lying there, Abdullah bin Amr Jarmi, Rahimahullah, he responds and says that, What do you think my Rabb, how my Rab has dealt with me? Then after that he says that, I take a qasam by Allah Ta'ala. If Allah Ta'ala sends fire from the skies, and that fire falls upon me and burns me. Oh, if Allah Taala commands the mountains, and the mount and the mountain just crushes me, falls upon me and crushes me. Or Allah Taala commands the ocean, and the ocean comes and starts drowning me. Or Allah Taala commands the earth, and the earth starts swallowing me. Subhanallah! Can we imagine a person lying there in this condition, and now he's talking in this way? He's saying, if fire comes from the heavens and burns me, or the mountain crushes me, or the oceans drown me, or the earth starts swallowing me, مَزْدَدْتُ لِرَبِّي إِلَّا شُكْرًا لِمَا أَنْ عَمَا عَلَيَّ مِنْ He says that, if any of these things happen, I will still increase my shukr for my Rabb. I will still increase my gratitude to Allah, wa ta'ala. For the bounty of this tongue that Allah Ta'ala has blessed me. Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with this tongue. And as a result, I am able to praise my Rabb. That this is such a great bounty. So if any of these things happen also, I will still increase my sugar to Allah Ta'ala. My sugar won't decrease. Now can you imagine when a person is truly soaked in sugar? Then despite whatever the situation is, despite the challenges, how composed the person can be. How calm he can be. How much focused he can be. Is, it, is it, Ibadat of shukar. A very, very great aspect, aspect. So this is something that he was now so soaked in, that despite all these challenges, he still saying if any of these further things happen, whatever whatever is currently the case, that is there, is there forget about that. If more than that happens too, I will still increase my shukar. Any case, having said this, he now then says to him that, look, in any case, you are here now. Now that you have already come here, I have one favor to ask. Do you, uh, will you do the favor for me? So, he says, the narrator says, that I thought to myself, that who else can I ever do a favor for if I can't do a favor with this person? This person in this condition and he is asking for a favor. If I can't do a favor for him, who on earth am I going to do a favor for? Then after that he expresses what his needs. And he says that, you can see how I am, what is my condition. And I can't do anything for myself. I am lying here with no hands, no legs, blind. So what can I do for myself? I can do nothing for myself. But my one son was with me. And he used to take care of me. And the first thing he mentions is that when it should be the time for Salah, he used to come and help me to make wudu. Now he's got no legs, no hands. So it's his face to wash, it's his face to wash and masa to make. So he says, the son of mine used to help me to make wudu. That was the first thing that he's expressing. Person lying in that condition, but he's concerned about his Salah. That the son of mine used to help me make wudu. And when I used to be hungry, he used to feed me. If I got thirsty, he used to give me something to something to drink. So now this was my condition. This is my condition. You can see I'm lying here. And my son used to be taking care of me at the time of Salah number one. And then when I needed to eat and drink, he would help me to eat and drink something. And now he's saying, but three days have passed. And I don't know, he hasn't... I have no idea what happened to him. So would you please look for him? So this narrator... He says that, again I thought to myself that who can be, if Allah is going to bless me for any favor to anybody, this is the time. And nobody has done a favor, for somebody, a favor for somebody else greater than doing a favor for this person. A person who is in this condition, somebody does him a favor, what will be the rank of that? Because this person is in such a situation, he can't do anything. So, in any case, he says, I walked from there, went out of the tent and went to look for this youngster, for the son of his. He says, I came a little distance away and I see between two sand heaps. He's in the desert area. So, two mounds of sand. I suddenly see that there is this uh, remains of this youngster, which was very clear that some wild animal had attacked him and had made him shaheed he had already passed away and his body was now already torn apart by these animals that had or that animal that ever attacked him and all the flesh was out of his body so He says I saw this and I got a shock I recited inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un.'" and then he's saying I'm thinking to myself this Abdullah bin Muhammad the narrator of this whole incident He's saying, now I'm thinking to myself that how can I ever go and break this news to this person lying there? How am I going to face him? What am I going to tell him? And, but in any case, now he had to go back because the person's going to be waiting. So he says, as I'm walking towards the tent again, suddenly the thought comes in my heart about Sayyidina Ayyub salatu wasalam. So, see, in Ayub Ali Salatul Salam, his incident, Allah Talab mentioned in the Quran Sharif. There are many details about the incident, but the various, various tests that came upon him, and his body also was uh, affected by disease, and as a result, people all deserted him, and even, even his family members all one after the other, other passed away. Only his wife stayed by his side. All the wealth that he had was all now depleted and lost. And in a very, very trying circumstance. But in all those situations also, Allah Ta-barik wa Ta'ala says, Inna sabira, ni'mal abd, Inna hu We found him very patient. He did not complain about anything in that condition of his also. Ayyub Ali Salatul Allah Taala is praising him in the Qur'an Sharif. Inna sabira. We found him a person of great sabr, great patience, and he did not allow these situations to become a hindrance and to turn his focus away from Allah Taala. And he remained content in the condition that Allah Taala placed him with. This is that lesson of raba bil qada, a very, very great aspect of having complete. Being completely content with the decree of Allah ta'ala. Being happy with the decree of Allah ta'ala. Being happy with the decree of Allah ta'ala does not mean that a person will not feel any pain. Will not feel any hurt. But being happy with the decree of Allah ta'ala is that a person is content with Allah ta'ala. And happy with Allah ta'ala. No complaint against Allah ta'ala. And in his heart of hearts, he is having full yaqeen and faith that whatever Allah ta'ala has, Decreed for me, there's good for me in it. I cannot understand the wisdom in it now. The wisdom will not be understood by me perhaps at all in my lifetime. But someday later in the akhirat, the whole reality of it will open out to me. That what was the wisdom and hikmat of Allah Ta'ala in that matter perhaps. So, that perhaps this will open out. Everything of Allah Ta'ala is filled with that hikmat. Everything is filled with total wisdom. Allah wa ta'ala is al Hakim. So, this will inshallah open out someday. But for now, the person cannot understand what's the wisdom behind it. But he still wholeheartedly submits to Allah ta'ala. That Allah ta'ala is the creator. Allah ta'ala has full prerogative. And I have submit my, submitted myself to my Rabb. So, Sayyidina ayub he too had totally submitted himself to Allah ta'ala. No complaints and patience. And in that, he is very calm very composed so any case now this person abdullah bin uh, muhammad who's the narrator he says that i uh thought about this incident of sayyidina Salam as i'm walking towards this tent so finally i come when i come to the tent this person i make salam to him so he replies to the salam and he asks that are you the same person who came earlier i say yes i'm the same person because now he's blind, he doesn't even know nowadays, it's somebody else, so who is it? So he says, yes, I am the same person. So he says, well, what did you do about the work I asked you to do? I told you to go and look for my son. So what did you do? Now that's the first question he's asked now, because now he's waiting for some response and some feedback. So he says in reply, I asked him that, Anta Akramu Allah Am Ayyub an Nabi Ali Salam that who is more honored in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, are you more honorable or Sayyidina Ayub alayhi salatu wasalam? So he says, obviously Sayyidina Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam, he was a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. What can anybody else compare with the honor of a Nabi and how close a Nabi is to Allah wa Ta'ala. So then he asks him that, do you know how Allah Ta'ala dealt with him? What Allah Ta'ala, what kind of tests Allah Ta'ala put him through? Did Allah Ta'ala not test him in his, uh, children, in his, body in his wealth so he says definitely I am aware of it of the incident of Sayyidina Ayyub and how Allah Ta'ala tested him in all these aspects so he says yes I am aware of it so then this person the narrator asks him that how did he respond you say you are aware of Sayyidina Yubari Ali and what situation came upon him and how he was tested and a very very trying situation very trying situation. So what did he, what was his response to all this? So when Allah Tala tested him, how did he respond to Allah Tala? So this person who's lying there in this manner, no hands, no legs, etc. So he sees that Allah Tala his response to Allah Tala was that he was Sabiran Shakiran Hamidan. He was a person who adopted full sabr and together with that he was immersed in shukar and hamidan, he was filled with the praises of Allah Ta'ala. He is in this trying circumstances. Very challenging situation. Children passed away. People all deserted him. He's in this disease and sickness. And, together with that, all his wealth lost. And the only person that is there with him is his wife. And in all these aspects, all these situations, and all these circumstances, sabiran, shakiran, hamidan, filled with sabr, with shukr, with the hamd and the praises of Allah. Ta'ala. So, this person then says that, uh, he asked him a few more questions, and he says, but then beyond that, there were some other issues that came up, and how did he respond in that? Again he says, Sabiran, Shakiran, etc. So after he says this, a few times, and he says that, look now, get to the point now, what are you getting at? So This person, the narrator says that, I said to him, that that youngster you sent me to look for, I found him in this manner, that he had been attacked by some animal, and the animals mostly devoured him. فَأَعْزَمَ اللَّهُ لَكَ الْأَجْرِ وَأَلْهَمَكَ الصَّبْرِ increase your reward. Allah Ta'ala bless you with sabr. Now he had to break the news to him. So he broke the news and told him, this is what has happened. That your son is no more. Your son has passed away. He's gone from dunya. Now this person is lying there. Again, consider his condition. Consider the situation he's in. No hands. No legs. Blind. Cannot hear properly. And filled with disease and illness. And now on top of that, he had one son that one son was taking care of him, and that too, the most important thing for him was that at the time of salah, the son would help him to make wudu, and then would feed him. And now he's been given the news that this son has also passed away. Now How does a person respond to this kind of news? A person in this condition, and how will he respond to this kind of news? If we had to be asked to guess, what thoughts will go through our mind? That how he must have responded. Somebody might think perhaps he let out a shriek and expressed his shock, and somebody something, somebody something else. But his response, immediately spontaneous response, was Alhamdulillah, الذي لم يخلق من خلقا فيعذبه بالنار. The word of hamd and shukr came on his tongue. Now somebody will ask, what shukr? His son passed away. He is himself in this condition, and his being given the news that his son is no more what shukar is going to make and is this the occasion of shukar shukar this is the occasion of saying inna lillahi so yes he said inna lillahi he did say inna lillahi but that was after this first what he said that all praise is due to allah ta'ala who did not create in my progeny somebody who disobeyed him and would have been punished by the fire of Jahannam. In other words, mashallah, this son of mine was an obedient son and he was a pious person. He was obedient to Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, first and foremost. And as a result, he was a pious person. He was a good person. So inshallah, there is this full hope that he will not be punished in akhirat. So now he's no more. So there's no, no fear of him now falling into any sin now. He's lived his life and he's now left this world. So now the chances of him getting waylaid by shaitan, by nafs, that's all over now because he's no more living in dunya. So now that he's safely passed on to the akhirat with his iman intact, so now he's making shukr on that. Alhamdulillah. The first he made shukar, and then summa starja'a. Then he read, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. And having read this, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un, he then suddenly let out a sound and that was it he passed away so this person now passed away the narrator says that I immediately said inna lillahi wa inna and I'm thinking now that how on earth do I take care of this that if I leave this person here like this now he's passed away the animals will now start coming around and they're going to devour this body and If I sit here, I can't do anything for him. And neither alone I am sitting here. I am alone. I have no help to be able to help me to do anything. So I can't even do anything for him. And if I sit here, I am not going to benefit him in any way. If I leave him here, I can't leave him here because this is a very dangerous situation for his body that the animals will come and now devour it up. So I can't allow that to happen to a Muslim person who's passed away now like this. So he says, I was so dumbfounded, what should I do? I covered him with my shawl and I sat down there and put my head between my knees and I began crying. He says I had no idea what to do. And I was so overcome by this situation, I'm sitting there and crying. And he says as I'm sitting there and crying, suddenly four people came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, I didn't even realize from where they came. And they're asking me, oh brother, what is your problem? What's the problem here? We're seeing this here. What's going on here? So he said, I narrated the whole incident to them. Now this body is lying there covered with my shawl. And I narrated the whole incident to them that this is what happened. I came here. I saw this person lying in this condition. And then he asked me to go and look for his son. I went and looked for the son. And this is what I found. And I came back and finally related the news to him. And now he's passed away. So now when they hear this whole incident, so, they, he says, after I mentioned this whole thing, I said to them that, uh, so they said to me, why don't you uncover his face? Maybe somebody here might know who this person is. Somebody might recognize him. So now the shawl was covering him. So he says, I uncovered his face. And he says, as soon as I uncovered his face, all these four people suddenly, they started, they fell down was his body, and they started kissing his forehead, and they are reciting Inna Lillahi wa Inna raji'un, and they are praising him in such a way. They are kissing his eyes and saying, "This eyes were never ever used to look at haram." And how long did this body remain in sajda for Allah wa Taala? And now they are in this suddenly in this state. This writer is saying, "I am sitting there in amazement. I am looking at what is what is going on. What are these people up to?" so he said I asked him that what what are you doing who is this person because he didn't know who the person is so they replied and said that this is Abu Qilaba al he is the student of Sayyidina Ibn Abbas and he had tremendous love for Allah and his Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. so this was a very great personality a tabi'i a student of Sayyidina Ibn Abbas but this was the extent of his shukr. he says now that these people were all with me we got together we gave Husal to his body, we performed the Salatul janaza, and then we buried him, and after that these people were on a journey, so they were passing by, so they moved on, and I had to still continue with my patrolling, so I went back to my camp, but the night came, and I fell asleep, he says, in my dream I see a garden from the gardens of Jannah, and I could have never seen something like this. It was so beautiful. And then he describes all the various uh, aspects that he saw in the dream in terms of the bounties of Jannah that were there. And then he says that even the the greeting of Jannah, salamun <laughs> alaykum bima sabartum fa ni'ma that there is this greeting of Jannah that is coming alongside and somebody is sitting there and there is this greeting of Jannah being given to him Salamun alaykum. that greetings be upon you. Allah tell us, peace be upon you. Bima Sabartum. Upon that which you made sabr. Upon that sabr that you exercised in Dunya. Fanima dar How wonderful is this abode of the akhirat. How wonderful is this abode of Jannat in lieu of that sabr that you made. So he sees this person is sitting there and I can see that this person is now uh, he is being greeted in this way. So I asked him that are you not the person that I saw in the tent? So he says yes. Then I asked him but how did you get this position? How did you get this position that now you are being blessed in this great way in jannat So he replied and said that now this is a dream but this dream is a lesson. You cannot establish anything in Sharia through a dream. But if something doesn't contradict deen, then there are dreams which are true also. And there are dreams that give lessons as well. So this was one of those dreams that gave, mashallah, a very good message. So he replied and said, that Allah Ta'ala has great high positions and state, stages in Jannat which cannot be attained except إِلَّا Sabri Indal Bala of shukri in the raha. That they cannot be that they cannot be that they cannot be attained except by exercising sabr when a person is in a situation of test. And by exercising shukr when a person is enjoying ease and Allah's na'mas and bounties are with him, he's enjoying ease and comfort, then he's making genuine shukr. And if there's a test, he's making sabr. illahi wal Together with uh, being conscious of Allah Ta'ala and refraining from disobeying Him, whether in privacy or whether in public. Whether in privacy or public the person is obeying Allah Ta'ala. So these high stages in Jannah are for these people who are dedicated to Allah Ta'ala in this manner. And they are exercising sabr if there's a test. They are engrossed in shukr if they're having ease. Now this is an incident from the life of a very pious person. Can we imagine his condition and yet such great shukr? This is the need of the moment. Together with obviously the most important, the most important aspect is to turn to Allah Ta'ala in sincere Tawbah, Istighfar, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and spreading this message of Istighfar and Tawbah. And together with that, increasing our shukr. Sabr also. We have to adopt Sabr on the conditions that come and increasing our shukr tremendously, thinking about the bounties of Allah Ta'ala, how much Allah Ta'ala has blessed us, and then making shukr to Allah Ta'ala for His bounties and blessings, this will inshallah enable us to keep progressing at every step, and will also make it easy for us to undertake whatever issues come up, to bear it, and to focus correctly, not to lose our composure, not to become, uh, to, to become in a state of panic, but to remain calm in all circumstances and to turn our attention to Allah wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala give us even some portion of this great shukr that these personalities possessed. In fact, we should make dua Allah ta'ala immerse us in that shukr as well. But even if we had one portion of the shukr, that too would be a very great uh, aspect for us. But we should still make dua for Allah ta'ala to bless us with the reality of sabr, reality of shukr, the reality of sabr meaning that all its various levels, that sabr from haram, by not indulging it, sabar on doing the right things. That sometimes when there is something to be done, person is feeling lazy, it's time for salah, the person is feeling lazy, the person doesn't want to go for salah with jamaah, or the person doesn't want to now give his zakat, or the person doesn't want to fulfill some other obligation of deen. So now to make sabr on that laziness and do what is supposed to be done. To make sabr on that temptation and not give in to it. So, this is also sabr. And if any test comes, we ask Allah ta'ala for afiat, we beg Allah Allah's help and assistance, but to bear that patiently while it's there and not to have any complaint against Allah. Ta'ala. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiruddha awana anilhamdulillahi rabbil
0: لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا
1: كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم Jizallahu
0: anna nabiyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. La ilaha illallah, ta- LOL, la ilaha illallah, 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 La ilaha la ilaha, <INO> la, ilaha, ehlalla, la ilaha la ilaha the la ilaha ehlalla, la 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 Lai la la in the law, Lai la in the law, Lai la in Illallah, law, Lai la 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 Na illallah... na, il allah. Na na na, il allah. Na na na, il allah. Na na la ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah. La ilaha nine ilaha nine in ilaha La ilaha illallah... la la, la ilaha illallah, la, ilaha illallah, la la, la la, la, la ilaha illallah, la, ilaha. اللّه لا إله إلا اللّه لا إله إلا لا إله إلا, لا إله إلا اللّه محمد الرسول اللّه صلّى اللّه تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللّه اللّه جل جلاله عمن نواله محمد رسول الله، صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم. اللهم لك الحمد كله، ولك الشكر كله. اللهم لا نحسيفن عن عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نسك. جز الله علينا نبينا محمدًا صل الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله. يا رب
1: صل وسلم دائمًا أبدًا. على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاصرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم الا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا ودرياتنا قرة اعين وجعلنا للمتقين اماما وجعلنا للمتقين اماما وجعلنا للمتقين اماما, وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا اغفر لنا
0: ذنوبنا وتكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة
1: انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم منا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم <underway> Allahu <wasamento> Allahu er Allahu <ril> <desafiante> Allahumma rahm ummet seyyidina muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ahdi ummet seyyidina muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma farridil qurab on ummet seyyidina muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rabbana taqabbal minna
0: innaka anta s-sami'u al-alim. Wa tub' alayna ya maulana innaka anta t-tawrabu Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi seyyidina muhammadin wa alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المؤمنين والحمد لله رب العالمين <تصفيق> <تصفيق>